Why Nickers? Bernard pulls the trigger. And this is a brand. Nickers is a brand. Allen Houston. Nickers means Lord. Once a neck, always a neck. What is going on? You are listening to Nickish. This is a Nickish cup of coffee. Early morning, October 27th. It is a Tuesday. My name is Mo and I'm here with my man Nafi going over the major headlines in the NBA and the New York Knicks. What's going on, my man? Not much, bro. I was just telling you offline. It feels like it's been a week since we recorded, but last I checked, Nickish at night was last Wednesday, so it's been that kind of week for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. How about you? I mean, six days, it's, it's close enough. You know what it really is? I think it's when we when we look outside and it's fucking dark. And Bro. that's what it is. That's what makes the days feel even worse. You saw, you saw the debate. Not to get right into political. We're, we're, this is not the Sunday edition. We saw Biden. It's like, it's going to be a dark winter. Bro, oh, it's here. <laughs> yeah. I feel that in my bones. It's here. It feels depressing. But to alleviate that depression, we're here to talk basketball. So... Mm-hmm. Let's kick it off. Cup of coffee, right? Let's get right yeah. to the headlines. Let's get to the major one real quick because we talked about the winter. We, mm-hmm. for the first time in a long time, we finally got a clearer idea of when the NBA is finally going to restart. Um, you know, It feels like yesterday at the NBA Finals just ended. It wasn't too long ago, but we haven't seen the Knicks play since March, March 11th. Um, oh, looks like the plan is right now, <clears throat> December 22nd is the opening night of the 2021 season. What are your first thoughts on that? Too soon? Um, I mean, it does. I mean, I'm looking at a real GM headline that says the NBA is optimistic that the players will agree to it. And I know a lot of times, or I mean, in recent like years, I feel like it's since David Stern left, I feel like Adam Silver has a better relationship with the NBA Players Union than Stern did. I feel like Stern was like, he made them like an enemy or was like a much more like, hostile kind of relationship but i feel like you know silver's got a good pulse on the players and i think yeah i think the games will come back and what i think about it i mean as a fan like shit bro like like we said it's gonna be a dark winter but it helps if we have some entertainment you know what i mean (laughs) and to me it tells me that like all these owners or whatever and like silver especially because remember they said we want to bring in fans for the next season i think if they come back this early they just gave up on the idea of having fans you know what i mean i think it's gonna be another bubble situation or maybe multiple bubbles nationally with, you know, teams, you know, that are in the same division or what, I don't know, whatever they logistically come up with. I mean, Adam Silver, I mean, I question him and his ties to the Trump administration, you know what I mean? But that bubble went off without an issue and, you know, I, I trust his vision going forward. But yeah, I mean, as a fan, selfishly, I'm excited. What do you think, bro? You know, I saw actually I was watching Sims show, um, nothing but Knicks. Shout out to shout out to those guys. And he was talking about how as a season ticket holder, he was getting messages from MSG, talking oh, wow. about um, tickets and you know starting to. Uh, I, I forgot what exactly he said, but we we know that MSG and possibly other teams are starting to talk to their season ticket holders about possibly buying tickets and maybe they'll have limited seating in their arenas, but. <clears throat> I want to see how the World Series works out because they did have a number of people watching the games uh, in baseball right now for, for their games, and I want to see how the cases work out. But obviously right now, um, this country just surpassed its highest total cases 
in a day uh, or a week or something just gotcha. just yesterday and you know we don't know the direction that the, this virus is going to go especially as it gets colder everyone's going to be inside more which will leak to more gatherings and likely more cases without um without Flu any vaccine too, bro so you know i want to keep that in mind and i just at the end of the day the priority are the players health and their family's health so i want to see the direction that it goes and what the plan is if they want to do another bubble kind of situation i trust the nba now i know months prior you and i were against it um I, mean, I think rightfully so, but Adam Silver proved us wrong, which is fine. Yeah. Great. <laughs> I'm glad they proved us wrong. Um, yeah. If they want to make another bubble situation, I think it's good. But if we're talking about arenas with limited seating, I don't think it's time yet, especially with the cases, the case numbers only going up. Facts. I mean, you just hit it on the head. Like, it's it's like, y'all keep going back to that meme, you know what I mean? Like the dog in the burning house. It's like, this is fine. Like the rest of us, yeah. like smart people, uh, like admits like everybody like suddenly not taking COVID seriously. Yo, I saw literally NBC a whole. They had a whole five minute report yesterday. Like healthy people in their twenties and thirties, months after they recovered, they're literally having heart attacks. They're having oh, COVID damn. onset, COVID onset diabetes, COVID onset lupus. So it's, it doesn't matter if you survive this shit, bro. This shit will come get you later. Like it's a COVID is a petty bitch, bro. Like <laughs> it'll circle the block and get back get get back to you in like ten minutes if they miss you the first time. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's fucked up. So it's like these people out here, they're just like, you know what I mean? It's just ignorance. It's just, we're, we're veering into like real life shit. I don't want to do that cup of coffee, but yeah, I mean to round back and to or to prevent myself from ranting even further. But yeah, I mean, like you said, I feel like at this point I trust Adam Silver. And if the players are down for it, like, go for it, you know what I mean? Like, we're going to need a distraction this winter, especially if, like, you know, some wild shit happens after next week's election day. So, you know. Yeah. How do you think it's going to play into free agency, though? Because we've got the draft coming November 18th, and I think they still want to, like, have free agency after the draft. So, I mean, what are you, what are you kind of projecting? And I think it's going to be chaos. I mean, there won't be, like, no, f- like, free agency moratorium or, like, time to really go through you know, meetings with, with free agents. Um, you'd figure that the NBA and the players have had this in mind as a possibility for a number of months now, and they've already started discussions from their ends, their private ends, with the agents at least. I mean, what, what else have agents have to, had to do the last couple of months besides talk to teams and see and seek out the possibility? The draft class isn't as deep, but then again, these are people's lives, you know. Um, I haven't seen, I haven't read much about players being negatively affected by this but i'm sure there are a number of ways that it could be affected i hope that they make that this decision soon and if they decide by december 1st which is in mm-hmm. a couple of days they'll have three or four weeks to make free agency decisions but i mean actually no sorry i'm thinking it's october shit dude i thought it was november 27th yeah, i'm telling so. you to go back i feel like it's <laughs> three weeks since we last recorded so time is just a concept right now it's i mean reality. the <laughs> The orders usually the draft is um, in June, and then mm-hmm. ten to twelve, ten to fourteen days afterwards is free agency, and within a month they usually decide free agency. So, I think it works out. It's just not enough time for actually no. December twenty second is it's opening night. Shit. So when is training camp? This, oh, December first. Yeah, yeah. Real gyms and they likely start training camp December first. So that's what mm. I'm saying. It's like free agency probably gonna have to be literally the week after the draft. And it's you just know, gonna be like a week. I mean, I mean that that's kind of regular, right? Because we usually have the 
draft at the end of June and then July 1st is like the quote-unquote like free agency start even though there's a quote-unquote moratorium nobody pays attention to moratorium you know what I mean especially mm-hmm. now I feel like you saw I mean we talked about it offline there was a report that a lot of free agents have already quote-unquote agreed to their deals with their teams already you know yeah. so you think the Knicks are one of them I and mean, we talk about our connections right oh I mean, definitely you definitely, you'd hope right? that they are especially with having one of the largest salary caps Oh, speaking of salary cap, I don't, I don't even know if salary cap has been figured out yet for them to even move forward with free agency. I, I haven't seen head- anything about that. I saw a headline um, yesterday that the NBA owners want to increase the luxury cap limit, the luxury tax limit next season, so like raise the, the, with the, the, the ceiling so that you know there's less harsh penalties, aka like increase the salary cap basically. Because you know the NBA is different; it's not like a hard cap. We got a NBA cap and then we got the luxury cap. I don't know if you play 2K, you know these intricacies. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, if they have the salary cap figured out, the Knicks are still expected to have one high salary cap. So you'd hope that they've been in talks with the top free agents. Not that there are many of them, but there's still some good names out there, good plug-in pieces that the Knicks should have to help develop the young core. Um, but yeah, I mean, guys like Fred Van Vliet, Brandon yeah. Ingram, number of players. Yeah. yeah. Even though Ingram's restricted, he's still a player you want to talk to, offer him, throw the bag at, see if he see if he goes through with it. Probably not. Um, but I want to get into the young core a little bit because with the draft um, less than a month away, shit, like three weeks from now, we got to start narrowing down what players we like. I think this is the first time we ever really had to do this on Nickish because last year was pretty much consensus number three, RJ Barrett, done. You know? Thanks. But in previous years, like we've had this conversation, you know, privately um, with. <laughs> Sorry, dating back to like what 2010 2011 uh, of us talking about different prospects and just watching the draft um this is the first time we're actually like yeah. discussing it for our podcast so it's pretty exciting um you have any yeah. i know last we talked your favorite player was killian hayes has that changed since or are we still sticking with hayes um i still love what i see and read about hayes um i think just the upside the age it's like you know, I mean, we're we're at eight. You know what I mean? So it's not like we can really realistically uh, picture Lamelo at like Edwards or Wiseman as like gettable guys. You know what I mean? So I think of of the bunch or the tier of that's most like attainable for us of the players. I think Hayes is the my favorite, and I just keep liking uh, Kira Lewis more and more. You know what I mean? Like his biggest I think flaw is gonna be his weight. He's one sixty five in college, but I just read that like he's putting on more weight. You know what I mean? And I keep watching him play. Kira Lewis just reminds me of De'Aaron Fox, like a Walmart version of him, except he probably has a like, a better jumper coming out of college. So, I mean, I saw, like, one kind of hypothetical trade thrown out there. Like, hey, you know, I mean, uh, Boston has the 14th pick, I think. We have eight. What if we trade down and we get Kira Lewis at 14? You know what I mean? So, I mean, I, don't, I know you didn't ask that, but, yeah, I mean, I'm still a fan of Hayes, still a fan of Kira Lewis, but... You've been doing your prep. I mean, you got any favorites lined up? Well, right actually, now? since you mentioned Kara Lewis, it's pretty interesting. I was watching a CBS mock draft, and Avery Johnson, I I think he coached him at some point. Yeah, I don't in know Alabama. When. Yeah, in yeah. Alabama, yeah. Mm-hmm. And when they were doing this mock draft, Avery Johnson had like nine or ten, and he's like, "I'm taking Kara Lewis." He's hmm. like, "Not not out of own preferential treatment because I was his coach, but because I know what he's capable of." And it's interesting when you're the coach of the guy, you know exactly what he's capable of, and maybe it's got he see he sees things that the scouting reports don't. Um, yeah. So I think it's interesting. Kara Lewis might go higher than we expect. That speed 
in a fast court pace in today's NBA is highly touted or highly yeah. you know required for the success <clears throat> of a team. Um, so Kara Lewis might might go higher than 14 for all we know. I know right now he's touted for like 15, 16 range. Mm-hmm. Um, but this draft is is crazy. Everyone's shifting up and shifting down. So fuck it, let's take him at eight. <laughs> no, not to cut you off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's the thing, right? We want to see where where he ends up being drafted and try to make a trade after, I'd say, and yeah. and and work with that. What was your question? Um, yeah. What's uh What's one of your favorites? If you do been doing your prep lately, like you got any yeah. favorites aside from the aforementioned Hayes and Lewis? Well, the the thing about those two guys is that they're good shooters um, or have potential to be very good shooters, which is exactly what the Knicks need. And we saw that report that the front office is finally uh, going with the idea that they should be building around their best player, which is, in this case, our R. best prospect at that. Like, that's what a wild concept, bro. <laughs> Mind-blowing. Um, the thing is that RJ and Mitch are not good shooters, and that's that's my one thing with Okoro because I really like I really like Okoro, and I and I see the mm. potential he can bring into to the game, uh, at least to the Knicks. But dude, dude can't shoot that well. But he has the capability of being able to be a good shooter because he has that characteristic of being uh, a gym yeah. rat, which I like. That's why. And then our player development, bro. I was gonna actually bring that up of my own accord. Just like you, I feel like I've sensed a little bit more skepticism about a core from you. So I just want to say, like, hey, if we're gonna take a developmental guy like that that needs a jumper to be worked on, I feel like this is the season to do it because yeah, we finally got player development now. Because you know we got obviously Clean Anthony early of all people said we didn't have player development, and then word came out Fizzo didn't even have player development coaches. I think like. The, the boys at the Strickland, they had a guest recently that had some inside knowledge about the player development um, yeah, the Knicks had um, as it pertains to Kevin Knox. So, and from that from that episode, like, I didn't tune into the whole thing, but I saw, like, a summary of it. It just seems like, or I saw a tweet about it, but basically it just seems like we had non-existent player development. You know what I mean? So if we're going to have, like, if we're throwing, like, bags at all these player development gurus, like, yo, let's get a Koro, a kid with a work ethic and that dog in him. You know what I mean? And let's just develop the fuck out of him, you know? That's that's my mentality. But I don't even think he'll be there at eight, bro. He looks he's looking like a prime trade up guy. Yeah, know? I mean that's actually a really good point. Um I haven't thought too much about that. His shot form isn't even that bad, honestly. It's yeah. um it just doesn't go in, but the mechanics are there. So the potential of being a good shooter is there, he just wasn't doing doing it in college. It's like Frank, you know, I think we said that about Frank, you know, his jumper didn't look totally broken like Rondo. It was just like, okay, it could use some work, but the form is there, you know what I mean? And obviously, we're still waiting for Frank to become a consistent shooter. But yeah, I just want to throw right. that in there. As so far as I, I know you're very high on Okoro. So if you let's just say you're at eight and both Okoro and Okongu are available, who are you going with? Okongu, like the big man. Yeah. Oh, I'm taking Okoro easy because we got Mitch. You know, if we're talking about because like Okongu from he's the one prospect that I haven't done as much research on just because I haven't been paying attention to bigs, because I'm still thinking, like, despite everything, Mitch is going to be our guy, and there's no well, point. he's 6'9", so think of a Bam Adebayo kind of kind of player. Yeah, but Bam ended up flourishing at the center, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And as a 6'9", like, big man, especially nowadays with what the league is turning into, it's like you got to have a, one center and then four shooters, you know what I mean? That's what the league's been. And especially now, these centers, it's almost becoming a prerequisite that they have to be good passers now. You know, Jokic, Bam, obviously, as you mentioned, AD even like ticked up his assist numbers recently. You know what I mean? So, I mean, if you're gonna get a Congo in, my mentality is you're doing it for the purpose of like trading Mitch down the line and making a Congo your center. If you're gonna take him top ten like that, you know what I mean? 
but that's why I'm taking Okoro because I think he'll slide in as that uh, that three slash four piece that you could put next to RJ um, that you hopefully can develop his jumper because he I feel like he's got the tools for everything else. He's a he's a he's shaping up to be a lockdown wing defender, and we talk about the wings just in our division in like in the Atlantic division in the East. We got Jalen and Jason on Boston. You know what I mean? Um, Sixers, you know. They got Simmons and Harris. You know, Simmons is a point guard, but he basically is built like a wing. You know, we got all the guys on the Raptors. So I think loading up on wing defense, having a Coro and Frank out there learning defense or playing defense under the tutelage of Tibbs. Bro, I've been pining for defense for years. You know what I mean? So, like, if, we, if that happens, I'm, I'm going to be a happy camper. You know what I mean? I'm taking a Coro to answer your question over a Congo. What about you? I feel like you've been bringing up a Congo a lot. Like, is he is he no. de- developing a man crush? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, <laughs> honestly, if I if I were developing a man crush, it'd be on Okoro because I think I was mm. even less down, more down on him in previous weeks. But I think I I can't help but think of the potential trio of Frank, Okoro, and Mitch on the court, just destroying everyone else's chances of scoring the basket. Facts. Um, and then RJ, you'd hope he develops a better jumper and. Uh, Randall too, but at that time, if we have Frank Okoro, RJ, Rand, let's say Randall, and Mitch on the court, who's scoring? Who's shooting? You know, Chris Paul and, I guess, and Gallinari. <laughs> <laughs> Free agent X. How about that? Free agent Y. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen too many rumors coming for Chris Paul lately, but I mean, have you? to calm before the storm. You know what I mean? We had all those rumors at a flurry week week after week, you know what I mean? And then suddenly quiet. And the latest thing we hear is like, oh, free agents already agreed. I want to go back all the way to our man David Zanon when he put out the cryptid tweak like six months ago. He's just like Chris Paul and Gallo. And he just selected the, the shush emoji. I was like, this guy knows things, you know what I mean? His, his banner picture is him and Zion and RJ in the gym, you know what I mean? Cheesing hard as fuck. Like, this guy obviously has connections, so... I mean, hopefully, that's that's my ideal scenario. We get Chris Paul for cheap, get Gallo on a deal, you know what I mean, homecoming, you know what I mean? I feel like them two just, no matter what no matter what combination of young players we put next to those two, they'll complement them perfectly, you know what I mean? S- yeah. Smart, high IQ, great shooting. So, um, I know we might need to close it down soon, you know what I mean? So, I want to throw one last funny headline out there that's completely off tangent. You see <laughs> what J.R. Smith said? About Sam Decker? Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that. <laughs> he's just like, he's, Sam Decker's a one teammate, JR. Lovable scamp, JR. You know what I mean? He's a one teammate. Sam Decker's a one teammate, JR didn't like. So JR Smith or Sam Decker, he says, he was just talking some Trump shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then what was funny is our man Boodum called him out, you know what I mean, on Twitter and then drove Decker off of Twitter. He deactivated his shit. I'm dead. <laughs> he's a, yo, <laughs> Pussy ass Trump supporters, bro. They can't take the heat. You know what I mean? I, I heard mm-hmm. that about Decker and I heard that about Frank Kaminsky too. Them two white boys that went to Wisconsin. Bro. I heard they're ma- major MAGA heads. You know what I mean? So. Yo, and you know, the the reason why I don't like Decker and Kaminsky especially is because you, you go back to 2015 when they were being drafted, both mm-hmm. of them, I'm pretty sure, and both of their names were connected to the Knicks because that was the season <laughs> when the Knicks <laughs> had. They had the number four pick, and every every tall white guy was connected to the Knicks, whether it's yeah. Porzingis or 
Kaminsky. I just didn't like Kaminsky. He just reminds you of those high school douchebag kids. Bro, you, you know? just gave me like the ill goosebumps because I just remember like the fucking rumor back then that had a lot of momentum. I was like, oh, we're going to trade down from four to eight and pick Kaminsky. I was like, hell fucking yeah. no, bro. Yeah. Like, I was spazzy back then because I had a lot less of a control of my of my temper back then. So I was just freaking out. I was like, there's no fucking way. We're mm-hmm. not going to get Kaminsky. You know what I mean? <laughs> Especially now, like, we, you and I were, like, Nostradamus, you know what I mean? Because, like, there's no way I would want our team to be associated with a fucking white Trump supporter in a league full of, like, black African-Americans, you know what I mean? Like, fuck that, you know? Mm-hmm. They got a lot of audacity, bro. Them dudes go into locker rooms, you know what I mean, with, like, black dudes, and they, like, puffing their chest about the support. I mean, not Decker. Decker is, like, I feel like Kaminsky is, like, mad, like, out there with it because he be on the Barstool shows talking about, like, you know, He's, he's a white bro. But Decker is, like, kind of try to be subtle with it. He tried to play off the JR comms. He's like, I don't know what JR's talking about. You know, I never brought up politics. And then, boom, deactivated Twitter, like, an hour later. So he <laughs> is, is the two dualities of being a MAGA uh, head. You know what I mean? You're either a coward or, like, you know, you out, like outwardly, you, you dumb with confidence. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, we could put a bow on the episode. With yeah, some, good, Sam good Decker. way to finish this. Roast. <laughs> all right. I mean, yeah. Um, thank you all for listening to this quick Nickish cup of coffee edition of the show. Tune in tomorrow night. We got a special Nickish at night with guest with a guest uh, who we're very expi- excited to bring on. A dude with a lot of Nick's knowledge, um, and he's part of a, a crew that we've been teaming up with recently. So we're excited to bring that over to you only on Sportscaster. Link in our Instagram bio. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Nickish Show. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on Spotify, SoundCloud, and iTunes. And make sure you check us out throughout the week. We got a couple episodes dropping a week. Talk about headlines. And as the season starts to get closer and closer and the draft gets closer and closer, we're going to be having some dope episodes coming up. So look out for that. And, um, yeah, we hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day on this October 27th. Make sure you vote. Only a couple Facts. of couple of days left. Only a couple of days left. Make sure you don't waste time. Don't procrastinate. Vote. And that pandemic is still out there. Make sure you wear that mask. And social Facts. social distance. Yo, we doing our Sunday edition literally like two days before election day. So we'll both have a <laughs> lot to get off our chest. Like non-basketball <laughs> rants related. So I'm going to just hold off till then. But yeah, I echo your sentiments. Go out, in the, go out and fucking vote. You know, don't give them the benefit of the doubt. You know, like this needs to be a fucking landslide. And I'm not, I'm going to be flat out. Go vote for Biden and Harris. You know what I mean? Fuck that generic vote shit. Vote for the good guys in this situation. Mm-hmm. With that, I'm going to say peace. Yep. Peace.